Hi, this is Jay Todd Anderson, and you are listening to an archival episode of Filmically Perfect. Somewhat ominous beginning to another edition of Filmically Perfect here on 91.3 WYSO. I'm Nikki Dakota, your host in the studio with the Film Guys. And it's my pleasure and uh, very proud to welcome uh, from the Library of Congress, the Nitroid Film Archivist and our man at the Library of Congress. He is our friend and George Willeman. George, welcome. Hello, and I'm feeling genetically superior today. <laughs> also in the studio, and that would make you uh, our next guest uh, genetically inferior. He is storyboard artist to the Cohen Brothers for 20 years and counting, and also other really amazing films that we I all know. I have and one love. question compared <laughs> yes. to who? Compared to, to, to clearly to George. He is our friend, J. Todd well, Anderson. You J. Know, Todd, if I welcome. ever get around to seeing nine million movies, I might become genetically superior. <laughs> Biggest but frame in the meantime, brain on the planet. I just shut up and draw my pictures for movies. <laughs> shut That's up and draw, Anderson. Yeah. Shut up and draw. Actually, for now, we want you to put the pencil down and unshut up. So as we talk about another perfect movie here on Filmically Perfect. And the movie, gentlemen, that brings us together today is... Is Gataka. Uh, Gataka. <laughs> I was thinking of the Japanese version. Right. <laughs> that one has all sorts of cardboard buildings and stuff. Not this. The genetically too. superior people roll all over them in rubber suits and crash them. <laughs> Is Uma Thurman walking on Tokyo? <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're talking about the 1997 film uh, Gattaca, starring Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke. And uh, yeah, there could be. There, this is a sci-fi situation. There could have been some, but it's very close to many things that are going on today. Well, and that's the interesting thing about it is that yes, in '97 they hadn't finished the Human Genome Project yet, right? And uh, and this was all still kind of you know very sci-fi kind of thing. But as we go on. Uh, every year, we get closer and closer to what this movie purports for instance, to talk about. Insurance. Our favorite subject for movies, although this movie isn't about insurance. but <laughs> <laughs> Insurance does come into play in some of the parts yeah, of it. Uh -huh. the, you know, because uh, nowadays they're studying your insurance profile. I mean, whether you have a uh, – there's a possibility of you having a genetic disposition or heart problem to yeah. – Right. And this movie really kind of uh, is on the fringes of 1997. Sort of looked into that possible future and got mm -hmm. a lot of stuff right. Uh, before we go any further, let's uh, let's remind all of us that these films do not just come out of the science fiction future in some willy-nilly non-scientific way. It is uh, with great uh, stringence and and uh, absolute compliance with the rules that these uh, arrive to be chosen. And gentlemen, those rules are exactly what. Hey, you know, Gattaca is a perfect movie because it creates the world it exists in. Yeah, and it wholly sustains that world. Too. And regardless of changes in society, a good one on this movie, it retains its meaning and entertainment value. Yeah, boy. And uh, this movie will never be placed in any preferential or numerical order. It is perfect by its own scale. Indeed, and I wholeheartedly agree. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I had actually seen it when it was out, but somehow it just had a lot more meaning. Uh, this know, time around. Kind of fascinating. This movie could outrun itself, um, mm -hmm. which would, you know, very much like 2001, A Space Odyssey. You know, many of the things in that movie have been outrun by time. Right. Um, this movie, because of the advance in technology and science, it could 
be outrun. Don't you well, think? yeah, I mean, already there is already one thing in it that no longer applies. Um, when the kids are building the, uh, they're building a model of the of the uh, solar system on the floor with different <laughs> size balls. Right. Um, you know, the brother picks up the apple that they've set down for Pluto. He goes, "Hey, that's Pluto." Well. Pluto has Pluto's. now been decommissioned as a planet. That's it's right. No longer considered it's a sub a planet, a planet or something now. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. It's a satellite. Yeah. So there we so go. Yeah, well, there's, there's one, one thing. thing that's but... yeah, nobody cares about Pluto anyway. <laughs> never did. Never will. <laughs> so if you can, there's. It, it's an interesting tale. It's it's actually uh, pretty cool. It's also I think. Uh, didn't uh, Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke uh, begin dating as, as so often well, happens? Yeah, they Do actually, we look so, like we care about I know, that stuff? I, just couldn't. I mean, <laughs> honestly. That is what, sort of one of these side projects in right. this movie. They're doing a little bit of their own genetic research. <clears throat> and I don't know what the little what the little tyke's name is, but there was uh, some progeny on it. There was that. an issue, yeah. How much more time we have before this side's lit? Good. Uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> What can you do in that time? <laughs> Gee, we have tabloid stuff to fill. Yeah, busy, busy. George Willeman, if you could uh, be so kind as to give us a little run-through of the uh, series of events in this very excellent movie. Sure. Well, it takes place in the not-too-distant future, as it says at the beginning of the film. And basically what has happened is the work of geneticists has progressed to the point where uh, families can actually go in and basically order a baby to their specifications, a hair color, gender, skin color, eye color, and, and remove all deformities or any chance of deformities from the child. Or even sickness, or like, even like sickness. future heart disease. Or like, but also, they order the child, but it's still from their own genetic makeup. It's from their own genetic makeup, but it's perfect, basically. And these people are referred to as valids. In the in the new government, yeah. we, we don't really a great hear a term, lot about, huh? Yeah, we don't really hear a lot about the the the, the valid or, or how this came to be, but it just it has happened, and it's a business thing. Yeah, you know, because these people can work harder, they can work longer, they're stronger, they're smarter, they're prettier, blah 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 blah. Yeah. They have um, all the right stuff, <laughs> right? But any any other people, if people are born the old fashioned way, they are called, and this this is one of the things I love about this film, the, the things that Andrew Nichol came up for the invalids. You know, in dash valid, which of course also looks like invalid. Oh, and then wow. there's a, I but never they're also that. they're also called faith children or god, or god children, god children yeah. or or degenerates. Not the other thing they refer to as degenerates for their, their because genes. they are they're just happen, you know, they happenstance children. And this is basically the story of one of the god children who manages to work his way into the valids and and pretend to be a valid. And Ethan Hawke plays this character named Vincent. Who um, who wants to go into outer space with the Gattaca Corporation? We never really find out a whole lot about what Gattaca does, but we know that they send rockets up and they a do lot. a lot of space organ <laughs> space exploration, and they are a big big company, and everybody wants to work for Gattaca. So uh, Vincent is an invalid, um, and he, uh, as like I said, he says he was was uh, you know born in the Riviera, not not in the the French Riviera, but in the right. Buick Riviera. <laughs> um, so also we should note that he then the parents did have another child and then opted that second time to, to a, go through the right, valid process. They don't say too much about the process in between, though, on how many, uh, you know, perhaps babies that, that they, they, they never got around to. Right. Uh, well, you know that they have, you know, they show them at one point they're showing them that they have four choices of embryos. Like yeah. On the screen you have, you know, two boys, two girls. And they pick one. Well, what happens to the other three? Yeah. You know, do they go back in the freezer or do they 
are they, they never interesting? They don't get into detail else. on that. And the there may be some outtakes on that, but they don't. In the final cut, there it's not in there. There is. That's yeah, that, there that's is, where I saw it. Yeah. I watched the outtakes. Yeah, yeah. The mother expresses a little concern about that, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, because even the parents at one point ask, you know, can't we, you know, can we leave something to chance with this one? And the and the um, the geneticist who actually is played by, I believe he's from Xenia, Blair Underwood. He's he's on a television show, uh, L.A. Law, I think. He does a good job. Yeah, and he goes, well, no, no, we want to give them the best of all chances. Yeah, he talks them out of it. But only the best of you. You don't want an inferior child. (laughs) Right, so anyways, the the, the two boys grow up together, and, of course, Anton, the second son, is is perfect in every way. Hmm. And he's, you know, he doesn't have, you know, Vincent has bad eyes. He has myopia, and he wears glasses, and he... He can't do things as well, you know. It's a palpitation of the heart. Yeah, his bad, his, mm-hmm. has a heart problem and is given a, a one in ninety nine chance of surviving past the age of thirty. Mm-hmm. But he manages, he finds this way of getting into Gattaca uh, by hooking up with this gentleman played by Tony Shalhoub, who introduces him to. Was oh, that that guy's name? That was Tony oh, Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub. Yeah. Right, right, right. He's, he's great. great. He's also in Barton Fink years ago, and he's in Men in Black too. He's great. His yeah, blown off a few times. Yeah, <laughs> lovely. But he introduces Vincent to this Jerome character, and Jerome is a valid, but he is paralyzed from the waist down by an accident, by a car accident, which he later admits that he actually walked in front of the car deliberately. So there was something. There's something going on with him. He wasn't, you know, something. They never really go into that. Yeah. But basically, for a, a certain fee. Vincent gets Jerome's blood and urine to use to get a job at Gattaca and to be a valet. Which they test like every day every at Gattaca. Morning. When they walk into Gattaca, they have to put their finger on a little needle which tests their blood and allows them in to work. So he's, they developed some really cool – I watched the beginning of this movie mm-hmm. with my son who was fascinated by all these things. And that he, did, he was amazed that as we walk around in the world, we leave little pieces of ourselves. Yep. It's just unavoidable. It's just how it is. And that, that this man had taken this careful – it's like a pretend fingerprint with a sack in it and with a hypodermic injects it with just a little bit of blood. 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 And it's the, the Jerome Valid's blood that he is able to tap they go, every they day. They also do something that we're doing nowadays with hair samples, DNA. From mm-hmm. Right, they use DNA for hair samples. In fact, yeah. that's one of the things that gets him in trouble as the story progresses. But I'm, let me get through this. Yeah, there's sorry. so much going <laughs> on is, in the story. There is, yeah. The basic thing is is uh, the leader of the project, because he's uh, J- uh, Jerome, or Vincent, who has become Jerome, wants to go on the Titan project to the moon Titan. And uh, the head of the project is murdered horribly. The detectives come in, and they find one of Vincent's eyelashes. They don't know who it belongs to because he's not registered, but they know that he's an invalid, so this big case you know, erupts, and, and, uh, and Jerome ends up involved with uh, Uma Thurman's character, who also works for Gattaca. And she's a valid, but she has a heart problem herself. But it was not bad enough to invalidate her. It was just enough that she could be a valid, but she is not able to go into any of the space programs. Yeah, she can't fly, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, the story goes on, and, and it's how uh, Jerome is trying to survive and keep from being discovered and get through this thing, and the detectives are closing in. And, of course, you know, the real Jerome is becoming more and more morose, and, but, but is also sort of living kind of vicariously through Vincent slash Jerome's character. And one of the interesting little sidelines is that when, you know, he becomes – when Vincent becomes Jerome, Jerome tells him to call him Eugene, uh, which is his middle name, which, of course, the short version of Eugene is – Gene. Gene, or even eugenics. That was right. even a and whole other thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and, and 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 you know, and it comes to a really, really great climax, which I will not v- reveal this okay. time. It's such a good 
good end of the story that I don't want to spoil it for those yeah. who haven't seen it. Yeah. And the nice thing is that as of March 11th, which I believe this is after March 11th now, uh, they released a brand new version of Gattaca. I don't know if they're doing anything new to it or updating it or anything, but it's out in the stores. Go get it. Yeah. We're talking about Gattaca, a perfect movie here on Filmically Perfect with uh, the film guys. And um, I have to say, I, I, I had seen it, but not quite all of it when it was out. I can't remember what the scenario was. I think I saw it when it was on TV. But this time, it had, I was, I was pretty riveted. I was pretty drawn in and held. It also has a real good narrative um, about a murderer uh, and who the murderer is. And then you find out. Uh, that they really don't hold the invalid. Is that what you call him, George? The invalid. Yeah, invalid. invalid. Yes. Um, they, they pretty much say that had nothing to do with the murder, mm-hmm. which is what everybody was hell-bent improving that it was the invalid that right. did and the that, murder. That's kind right. of what, what kind of puts Jerome in a bad place because he thinks they know who he is and that they're going to come after him. And that's what kind of freaks him out. And then he's going to be blamed just because, he, right. that for no other reason, because he didn't do it. And we knew that from the beginning, mm-hmm. but... Uh, it looks like he was going to be pinned with great. it. It kind of falls into that 1984 and that sort of dystopian utopia kind of thing where this, you know, this because this the society they show is beautiful. You know, the buildings are beautiful and they, and they all and they drive these beautiful uh, Studebaker Avantis that are electric. <laughs> oh, I want Lo- one of those. Raymond Lowy designed oh, Studebakers. Oh. <laughs> and uh, that's really odd in this movie. They they drive these Raymond Lowy designed Studebakers. Yeah, I mean the whole film has a very 40s, 40, 30s, 40s look to it. Yeah, very stylized color and everything. It's very stoic and very sterile, and um, and you kind of notice that all the you know all the valids are are all very beautiful. You know the people are beautiful, and the invalids except Uma are, Thurman, she's. She doesn't count as one of those. She's beautiful in this one. <laughs> Ethan um, Hawke's looking pretty good in this movie. Everybody is. And who's the actor who plays Jerome? I've drawn a blank on. Eth- oh, oh uh, Jude Law. Jude Law does yeah. a also, great job. It's also yeah. a wonderful job by um, Gore Vidal. Gore Vidal is in it. Yeah, and, and then my, one of my favorite actors, and I know this guy. I've known him for a long time. And work with him. He's been in a million movies, and he's great. His name is Xander Berkeley. Oh yes, he's the doctor. That he's man the, is oh. does the he's the Swiss Army knife of character actors. Xander Berkeley, wherever yes. you are, Xander, you're, we love you. He yeah. did a, he did a great job in this, and, and we find out something very interesting about yep. that. He's as got well. a child that uh, that is an invalid, yeah, and, or that didn't turn out. He thought he was going to be a valid, but didn't turn out quite right. Yeah. And there's a uh, part of this of uh, our boy's anatomy that he's enamored with because he can't figure out how. Well, how his why he said why his parents <laughs> didn't get one of those for him. That's right. Because but he's a valid. Ma- it also. makes you think also that um, though that that was all just him trying to show that he understood that uh, that this uh, this invalid was pulling something over their eyes. To me, that's how. No, I, I think it was just that. envy. <laughs> 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 you know what I liked about this movie particularly <laughs> Sasspot was the uh was the opening part with um where he's he's cleansing himself. He had, this is a part of his routine yeah, every day and they use and the microscopic sort of approach. You mm-hmm. see you don't realize quite what's happening at first and then you realize oh well that's a that's a fingernail or a right. toenail or something. Those are hairs. Those are skin flakes. Right. And you could hear some of that when they were playing the opening music. You can hear like the beard hairs. That's what that little tinkling sound was uh-huh. beginning falling onto the, the floor. So it's yeah, just he, showing he, this he, microscopic um, view. Yeah, he has to clean himself every morning, get all the loose skin and loose hair off and incinerate it so that he doesn't get caught. He yeah. doesn't get past his profile in this movie either because he says that my days are numbered. Um, they've have, they have somehow 
manage to figure out how long this guy has to live. Mm-hmm. And they stick to that. Like, there's no percentage of chance. That's my understanding. Is that, yeah, I mean, what, what the he goes, I know that I'm, I'm, my, my expiration's up at a certain yeah, time. Yeah, they take his, his blood as he is born out of his heel. You see, take it out of his mm-hmm. heel. And this machine spits out this tape, and the woman's reading it off. He has, you know, this much chance of being, um, you know, a, a heart disease, this much chance of having short attention span, mm-hmm. this much chance of, you know, voting Republican, this much, you know, like that kind of thing. And, <laughs> and he's basically set. I mean, the government sets him at that, and that's why he basically the only job he can get is a janitor. But technically, it's supposed to be illegal to. Uh, they even mentioned that it's supposed to be illegal to discriminate. But but right. you know, they they sort of put it down as like. And it's fact and science. That's. That's their basis for di- discrimination. And he even has a nice little commentary on that discrimination in this movie where he talks about that and how it's there's nothing – the only way you can beat it is by being clever. And that's exactly what he does in this picture is he is bound and determined that he's going to be an astronaut. Oh, how and Nothing hard is going to stop him, yeah. you know. So he becomes very creative, you know. Uh, of course, he's a visionary, and that's why he has the ability to get in front of everybody because everybody else is – laid everything to fact and expectations through mathematics and of course what this guy pertain what this guy contains is wisdom and all the fact and science in this uh, in the world cannot match wisdom and that's exactly what he does is he calls upon uh, wisdom by being creative and that's a really fascinating a- angle of this picture is how he gets ahead simply by out so he has to get up earlier than everybody else. Right. Work harder, learn more. Only because he has the longer. desire. Yeah, because yeah, he's able. I mean, he, some of the amazing lengths he goes to to foil the people who are trying to, you know, un, you know, get him, uh, figure out who he is. Yeah. Um, and who's the detective? The sort of beat cop. There's we. Fu- there's two detectives that uh, are involved in the case. But who's that beat cop? The old guy. guy? That's yeah. Alan Arkin. Yeah. Alan Arkin plays like the sort of downtrodden cop who I I believe is an invalid himself. Yeah. Because he's very subservient to all the Gattaca people and to the other the other uh, the young detective who's played by Lauren Dean. He's you know he's very subservient. You know yes sir no sir and he, he won't really put up a fight with anybody about you know about hunting down this killer. Yeah. Um, but in one part where he, he convinces them that they need to draw venous blood rather than finger finger prick, like they've been doing, and and you know now Jerome knows they're gonna get they're gonna get him because he can't do anything about hiding his vein, right? And he does this incredible trick where he does manage to switch the blood at the last minute. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty pretty slick trick, but uh, somehow he got wind that that was coming and. Uh, yeah, it's all. It's really nice. In addition to the sort of like greater, uh, almost uh, philosophical principles that it's putting forward, it, it actually is a good murder mm-hmm. mystery tale. Yeah, it has at a the same solid time. narrative, and that's one of the greatest things about a good movie is that they not only give you a, a good solid narrative, but they put it into uh, with a twist of something you're not, you never dream of yeah. seeing, and and and. Here these guys are thinking kind of ahead of uh, their time. Uh, the, yeah, the writer Andrew, in this movie, Andrew um, Nicole, is the writer and director of this, and this was his first movie as a director. Wow, well done. Um, and unfortunately for him, I kind of think I don't want to really say that uh, he's he's done two other movies, but neither of his other movies have had the effect that this one has. I mean, this one was like he had this great idea, and he really, you know, they did it way up and did it, you know, top notch, top drawer. And, and everything else is kind of, you know, how do you, you know, do your best work first and then everything else has to live up to it. Mm. But, I mean, I just love the look of this film. 
the color and the sort of the very sort of st almost static look of it because every every shot is either it's all lines or either horizontal lines or there's lines trailing back you know meeting in the back and everything's very stock still and I know and you, you get were, the you're same not, views you were yeah. a little off on I mean you had some querulous feelings about that I mean I really like the sort of Think of the word I want to say. Uh, the orderliness, kind of orderliness, and yeah. kind of locked down camera. There's very not a lot sterile. of. There's not a lot. Of, yeah, very sterile, which kind of fits the whole the whole world as it's become. The world has become very regimented and very sterile. There's no chance for disease. There's no chance for something being wrong. So every shot is just perfectly click, click, click. Well, interesting up. enough, I was hearing a, a report on how we have less. Uh, variations on peas and corn uh, now mm. because they want that to be so safe for the world so there's mm -hmm. there's less uh, how, it's variety not, there's less variety they yeah, have what are called yeah legacy or maybe or, or, or some kind of a, there's seed banks that are cropping up to save like varieties of tomatoes and potatoes that, and before they, that one up in Alaska that they just opened there's they the, used the to have uh, in the Arctic, excuse I, me. I know this information is wrong but I remember it's like 800 different varieties of peas now and now there's only like 150 varieties and the motive for that is to make sure that it's safe and clean for everybody these these things can grow without weeds well think about that that's kind of what's going on in this they're they're trying to eliminate uh all sorts of diversity in here to get the perfect mm -hmm. um now it was stated uh one observation was made by dr tim keller in new york city that if all the uh if if they were able to pick uh, the parents, were able to pick the certain parent that they need to have a perfect child, um, where would that leave all the greatest people in history who did not have mothers that changed the world? You know, they are able to pick the, uh, you know, the woman's picked the perfect guy, the guy's perfect, to get their perfect children. Well, this is what's going on. They're streamlining. This movie is a real good illustration of streamlining this uh, variety into a real ubiquitous kind of um, uh, hybrid. Yeah, it's it's all the same. Um, well, it's interesting you mentioned that about the mothers because I, I copied something down here. Uh, originally, when the film was made, Andrew Nichol had a little coda at the end, uh, some titling that he then took out. I think he thought it was just too blunt, and he wanted people to more think for themselves. But this really sort of sums up what his movie is about. At the end of the of the original version of the film, these titles come up, and it says. As of 1997, it says first it says the Human Genome Project is not finished yet, but, but very when it's imminent, done, yeah. uh, it will have a map of all the genomes of the human DNA strand, um, and it says we've gotten to the point where we can we can engineer our own perfection. And had this been developed earlier, the following people would not have been born. And it starts out Abraham Lincoln and gives his disease, which is a kind right, of depression, a, a Marfan disease yeah uh, emily dickinson manic depressive mm -hmm. uh, vincent van gogh albert einstein epileptic uh, yeah. and einstein had uh, dyslexia right yeah. jfk addison's disease addison's uh, disease. rita hayworth alzheimer's ray charles uh, uh, the, the blindness, blindness yeah. <laughs> uh, stephen hawking als mm -hmm. and uh, jackie joiner kersey i don't remember exactly what her yeah but another uh, asthma, asthma oh yeah yeah and then the, the, the really chilling part is the last part of it which says of course the other birth that may never have taken place is your own because <laughs> all chills. of us i mean all of us have little things about us that are not where do i sign right. up so they took that out of the movie <laughs> they, they took that took out of the out. movie I, and I, I i'm really interested to see in the new version that comes out if he's put that back or what you know what he's yeah. if he's changed anything about it. we're talking about gattaca a perfect movie here on filmically perfect on 91.3 wyso and uh 
yeah, the rules are just beautifully, I think. Uh, except rule number three, maybe in the long run, uh, the entertainment values, but it still may. It's it still may. Maybe. Still, I mean, 2001 is still, well, is an entertaining movie. It is. It's great, man. <laughs> I love it. It is. I do, too. Yes, I like this. I was watching that sound design, that movie, the other night. I thought, this is really cool. This very disturbing intermission with this music that just builds and builds and builds. Um we're talking about engineered parody here, a human, human engineered parody. And it's what they're saying is that everybody must be equal from somebody's eyes. It certainly isn't God. It yeah. certainly isn't. Uh, it sounds like it could be a bunch of Nazi scientists. Perhaps. Or it sounds like um, it, it's a business thing. Again, it's, it's a way, you know, because these people are perfectly engineered so they can work longer and work harder. And plus, the, in the company, the reason why they can't get hired by Gattaca, the company in this film, mm -hmm. is that it's not a good investment because they may exactly. die early or become ill. So right, it's, it, they're putting it, a big investment, in, yeah, in, the, in their money. Yeah, and also a couple of interesting uh, all the way through this film, there are constant, you know, reminders of DNA. Just the name Gattaca is a you know it's a fictional name, but it's derived from the letters of the the parts of the DNA. Oh, well there we go. Yeah. The various and uh, proteins the, and enzymes. Uh, oh, the big goodness. staircase, the big staircase in their apartment is it's the a exact double shape helix. of a double helix. Yeah, but interestingly yeah. enough, I never catch these things. Interestingly enough in this movie, there is no elevator for this man and he's very wealthy. <laughs> Yeah, the man Jerome. Who's well, yeah, that's true. Jerome but just never. There's not even a sign that says elevator out. Why he climbs up? Well, those I think stairs. no, no. I, the reason there's no elevator because I think he lived in that apartment before his accident, oh. and he just didn't but, have time to put one in. No, I, well, I mean he's making a <laughs> Nichols making a point here. You know, that obviously, it's as like, as a valid, he would not need an elevator because he would be able to run up and down those stairs with no trouble whatsoever yeah but no it's not as dramatic as him crawling up on his elbows no that, it was that good he did a good scene. job he, a he was scene. very convincing that he yeah. didn't have any use of his lower body yeah jude law i mean it's it's no wonder that he's become so popular because yeah. he, he really uh, i would i mean that's good. a great scene for an actor yeah. you must climb that double helix of stairs using only your arms. arms we have three production days assigned to this to make sure we get it covered right are you ready <laughs> uh, oh one other thing I, I we should mention before we go here um is that, and, and maybe have some comment on this, I really don't, but I just found it interesting, is that all these characters, although they're just these genetically perfect people, they all smoke. There's lots oh, of smoking in this yeah, film. Oh, yeah, there was, wasn't there? Ethan Hawke, I mean, Ethan Hawke's character smokes. Both of the Jeromes smoke. And I can't remember whom uh, Thurman's character smokes or not, but there's lots of smoking in this movie. First of all, it looks great. I mean, the way they shot it. Right. You know, it looks really wonderful. I think they even use it at one point. He blows, yeah, he blows it the into, smoke the, into the wine glass and then puts it to his mouth and blows it out. And mm -hmm. yeah, very interesting. Well, I think we've. Uh, but it could we be. Have it could be because they are valid. The genetic part portion that would cause smoking to cause lung cancer has been removed, so you can smoke without. Too bad there's not enough product placement in that movie to to get that point across. <laughs> 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 We've been talking about Gattaca, another perfect movie on Filmically Perfect here on 91.3 WISO. And uh, I agree, I like it. It, uh, it certainly follows all the rules, and uh, I uh, enjoyed it uh, throughout. And I think actually I, this, I'd like you'll to walk away from this movie watch it again. thinking pretty hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no doubt. Hey, uh, very, very, very good. And thanks for returning me on to this movie. Always a. Uh, I learn something every time. Hey, thanks for listening, by the way, and thanks for catching us at iTunes at npr.org, right here at wyso.org, or you can go to the source. It's perfectmovie.net. Right to the film, guys. We'd love to get your cards and letters and your emails as well. It's filmguys at perfectmovie.net. That's
Film Guys at perfectmovie.net. Gentlemen, any sort of peek into the future? Anything of what's coming down the road? Oh, nothing in particular. Lots of good things to look forward to. Yeah, I, I know a little. we got a I bunch of movies coming up. Yeah. You betcha. Stay they're tuned. all perfect. We'll meet perfect you back movie. here perfectly on a perfect Friday, every Friday on YSO at 1230. And you catch us on the internet as well. George Willeman, thank you for being here. J. Todd Anderson, see you next time. Always my pleasure. Thank you for listening to an archival episode of Filmically Perfect. Please keep an ear out for new episodes of Filmically Perfect, coming very soon to iTunes and hosted on our website, www.perfectmovie.net. See you, please.